Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employer's respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Debates tomorrow night and Thursday night. That's going to eat up a lot of oxygen on your cable news channels and everything like that. Um, I, I I expect them to be dull, but I remember expecting that with the uh, the big Republican debates. And I remember watching the first one and a Michelangelo immediately texting something. I mean, because like from the first question, yeah, it was I like, think you said this oh, is the greatest thing I've ever yeah. seen. <laughs> so maybe, but but you know, there's no Trump on stage, so. Yeah, yeah, we'll see. I, I have a real temptation to just wait for the fallout and oh, me you know, too. see what happens. Because I was looking at the, the chart of the, it's like a dozen people per night who are going to be on stage, or 11, and saying, all right, first tier, I mean, it's like nobody, 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 well, second what, tier, second tier, first tier. I can tell you what the Democrats are saying, and they, they, they know more about it than, than I do. Sure. What are they, they saying? They care more about it. Your your MSNBC shows and everything like that. Night two is the night. Oh, they're they're seeing that as they're seeing that as the headline night. That's the night. Okay. Well, that's and, the way they're looking at. it. And we've surpassed my give yep, a damn. Right. 
But so, uh, save anyway, you some time there. I wish y'all uh, plenty of luck. So uh, <laughs> I are wish you fam- y'all lots of luck. Are you familiar with this uh, gal who's come out? She's some sort of advice columnist who I'd never heard of, but I haven't seen her. I need a picture of her. Oh yeah, there. Oh, yeah, well, this we can is the show woman you the video during the commercial. Claiming or, Trump or, or, or raped Sean her. Has it? Is he claiming yeah. Trump? She's claiming Trump raped her. Yeah, she claims that ninety five or ninety six. They were in a department store, uh, a department store, and Trump said, "Hey, do me a favor, try on this lingerie. I'm thinking of buying it for somebody as a gift. Let me come into the uh, the dressing room." Wait a second, you, you got to back up a second. So, um, yeah, she works there, or is no? There? She's, she's just they, there. They know each other a little bit. A little. A little bit. Had they come there together? Or? Uh, she, that he I runs don't know. Into somebody, I'm, not, I'm unclear on that. Do he you runs know, in, Sean? He runs into somebody he kind of knows. I mean, I'm just trying to picture him at Nordstrom's. I run into some woman I kind of know and say, try this lingerie. I'd like to see how it looks. I can't even imagine. Right. Either right. doing that or anybody saying, sure, okay, I will. I need a picture of her at the time, Sean. That's what she looks like now. I need a picture. <laughs> I need to be able to picture in my mind... The younger Donald Trump and the younger her, whatever year this was. E. Jean Carroll is her name, and vice columnist for L magazine. Uh, but yeah, it's it's un- that's unclear to me. But she says, who would who would say yes to that unless you wanted to have sex with the guy? Blaming I, the victim. I don't know. I don't know. But seriously, that's that's a. Is she claiming she said, "Yeah, sure, I'll try in the lingerie yes. and let you see it"? Yes. Okay. And she says now she can't believe she did something that stupid. Yeah, okay. And as we've said over and over, and I firmly believe this, b- being stupid is not you know a-, a penalty where you deserve to get, well, nobody deserves to get raped, but right. where it's okay to be raped. There that she is, is back in the day. That is a pretty strange thing to do. Yeah. With some yeah. guy you hardly know, ladies. But, so she's got a book out now that is essentially men are pigs and have been in charge of the world too long and it needs to stop. And at the time she releases her book, which she's going to profit from, that's when she tells the story about Donald Trump raping her. Of the uh, near 25-year-old alleged rape. Not um, when he's running, not when the Billy Bush tape comes out, not when other women came forward with various claims. And right. She could have added to that and maybe, you know. Build some momentum yeah, for the idea. No, when she's got a book out and can make some money. I mean, yeah. I, that bothers me a lot. Well, her explanation for it is kind of interesting. Why don't we just go ahead? Which, which one is this, uh, Sean? Is this the, the one that everybody's paying attention to yeah, where yeah. she gets a little weird at the end? Yeah. Yeah, okay, go ahead. Sexual violence is in every country, in every strata of, of society, and I just feel that so many women are undergoing sexual violence. Mine was short. I got out. I'm happy now. I'm uh, moving on. Um, and I think of all the women who are enduring constant sexual violence. So this one instant... This one, what, three minutes in this little dressing room? I just say it's a fight. That way, I'm not the victim, right? I'm not the victim. You don't feel like a victim. I was not thrown on the ground and ravished. Which, the word rape carries so many sexual connotations. This was not, this was not sexual. It just, it, it hurt. It just, what, it just, you know. But I think most people think of rape as a, I mean, it is a violent Assault. It is not. I think most people think of rape as being sexy. Mm. Let's take a short break. Think of the fantasies. Mm. We're going to take a quick break. If you can stick around, we'll talk more on the other side. I'm Anderson Cooper, and I need to end this break because I have no idea where this is going, and you're a weirdo. This is so, this is your hurt in the narrative. And CNN has posted videos in the interview. They had that part out, according to, um, uh, what's her name? Uh, Anyway, uh, a Washington journalist. Yeah. 
Yeah, that part's not up, that was but it's, weird, it's all over the world. Was the, well, that was the kind of weird there. That yeah, was, that was it, weird. it got very odd. Apparently, she missed the memo that rape is not an act of sex. It's an act of violence, which I've been hearing now for many decades. Yeah, I, I got some problems with that, but I'm not going to go down that road because I well, don't want to deal with it. Yeah, yeah. And and I, I totally get what she's saying. Just for the sake of the argument, this has nothing to do with the president. But her saying, look, I'm not going to make myself out to be the victim because I've railed against... Um, you know, younger women particularly have gotten that this message that if somebody pats your butt at a party where everybody's drunk and you didn't invite that, you need to go to pieces. You need to withdraw from school. You need to go to a convent. You need to sue everybody. You need to just fall apart as a human being to show how devastated you are. I just I think that's incredibly unhealthy. And she is saying, look, I'm OK. I'm fine. I'm not, you know, I appreciate I'm that. not falling to pieces. On the other hand, her, her views of what is rape and what is not are, are rather odd, given what she's alleged, which is forced penetration. But as isn't to, that legally? What what is it? What would that be legally? Rape. Well, now they've got all these weird terms: sexual assault, or the, but it depends also jurisdiction to jurisdiction. Um, you know the terminology they use. But anyway, what she alleges was clearly a rape. Um, how do we feel about the whole? She doesn't know what year it was. Is that a it seems odd. It seems odd. You, you know, I tell you what, this this whole genre of discussion, and this makes me a bad talk show host, I go in knowing I don't know and I will never know. I, I'm, I've always been willing to say out loud whether I think they're telling the truth or not. I don't mind. And, I, and with the caveat that I don't know, but right. I'm, willing to, I'm willing to speculate. Um, and if you've been listening to the show, oftentimes I speculate I think she's telling the truth. Mm. Sometimes I think I think she's not. Um, You're allowed to form that opinion. I, I, I don't mind speculating, even though it's probably incredibly uncool. But some of them sound like crazy people to me that I think are lying. And some people sound very believable, and it just sounds true. Doesn't mean it is. But th- this is just weird. I don't know what that stuff was there at the end. Yeah, I don't know. She's a kook. I mean, she's an odd bird, no doubt. Kooks get raped. Maybe kooks probably get raped more than people who aren't kooks. Well, yeah. In fact, uh, there are various uh, governors or, or mayors in the Northwest who made a career of finding troubled young men and uh, sexing them up when they were teenage boys. And then when the teenage boys grew up and said, hey, this guy was sexing me up as a child, saying, well, you can't depend on him. Look how unstable he is. And uh, yeah, but, but we're so that's why predators look for unstable people. But we're solid allegedly. on the Trump says to her, "I want you to try in this lingerie and see how it looks yes. on you," because I'm buying it for my. That's the most believable part of the story to me. Well, I could believe he'd say that, but yeah. then who would do it? That's just weirdly a weird thing to do. We know we knew a woman who'd do it for money. Doesn't mean you get to to to, to do anything to them illegal. Oh, the Lord, no, or no. uncool. But that just I'm just surprised anybody'd say sure. So, in a statement released Friday night, Trump said the encounter described by Carol never happened. He did not know her. Um, uh, she says politics played no role in her speaking out. The other weird part, and, you know, I think I have the tape somewhere, um, is she did, she did multiple interviews on CNN throughout the day and night. CNN, I don't know if CNN got a world exclusive to trot her out as a ratings gimmick, but... In one of the other interviews, um, the interviewer says, "Did you you understood that when you came forward that this would cause enormous uh, get enormous attention and 
really change your life? And she said, and she said, no, not really. No, it's, it's one of 22. You know, I've got to find that tape for you. I've got to find the tape. It, she's, she is a really odd duck. We got a text from somebody. She seemed completely unaware that accusing the president of the United States of rape would cause a ruckus. It seems a, yeah, yeah, no kidding. That's going to be the headline. I know you want to talk about your book and some of the greater social issues. You just said the president of the United States raped you, which, if you could prove it at all, would be an impeachable offense. Um, I could easily say, if you could prove that, I could easily see you mustering up way more people to get behind impeachment than any of this Mueller stuff. Sure. Uh, and she And she seems to think, yeah, yeah, that's in the book. But what I want to talk about is this. I mean, I guess, what? No. Right. Well, she said, look, that was just one of 22 chapters. So well, it reminds me I did of, not expect this much attention. What was another example of this? Uh, McCabe, the former FBI uh, ed director, and he said some really over-the-top stuff about Trump that then wasn't even in the book. So in the interviews, oh yeah, to get attention for the book, he said this incredibly over-the-top stuff, but he didn't even put it in the book because it probably didn't happen. Uh, and now she's downplaying. Okay, I don't know. It's a weird way to go about it. She could just be kook, a kook. Yeah, I don't I don't know. We did get this text from somebody who says they were a cop. I have no way of verifying that. Force penetration is always rape in every case. Well, yeah, we know that. Uh trouble is with this case is she is lying. I don't know how you know that. She's kooky though. That was yeah. a weird thing to say there at the end. Oh yeah, and that was uh one of 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 several. Hmm. Um Well, so how did this if if CNN didn't air this stuff, how did it come out? The part Well, that they didn't, did air it. Just then they posted it on their website later. Okay. And uh, and it was edited. That part just wasn't that interesting, I guess. Um, like, for instance, if people are bringing up Blasey Ford or whatever, the Kavanaugh thing, I yeah. believe she fully believes it. Whether or not it, ha- in that case, uh, whether or not it happened is a different story. But I believed she believed it. Mm. I think she had, might have had some whatever going on in her mind. Okay. Um, Would you like to perhaps publish a checklist of rape accusations and, and your position? Sure, I'll go through on them one by one. <laughs> Maybe have on my own website. It's like one of those voter guide guides. You make yeah. the call, like the old uh, NFL. I will not make the no? call. Okay. I wasn't there. Hmm. Uh, our text line, if you can weigh in on any level on that, four one five two nine five KFTC. Four one five two nine five KFTC. Strong and Getty Show. Just got a text. Somebody said, see what I checked out from the library, Sean? Ship a Ghost, the book that's about your grandfather. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah his crewmates, right? Yeah, World War II. The, the ship that he was on that was sunk in the Pacific during World War II. Yeah. Uh, several, I think, three to 5,000 on the ship. I think some number of... Hundreds made it to the water. Yeah, uh, less than like double digits made it to the shores. My grandfather yeah. was one of them. Wow. wow. Yeah, it's wow, a harrowing. Sorry. I gotta tale, read but that. An amazing one. Yeah. So speaking of harrowing tales, you've got this uh, advice columnist who says that uh, Donald J. Trump, real estate developer Manhattan, raped her in a dressing room of a uh, department store twenty five or twenty six years ago, twenty four, twenty five years ago. Um, and she's making the rounds, and and you know. 
a thing among talk show hosts is pretending that evidence is certainty because people like certainty. It's a good, solid way to pander. If I had any sense I would do it myself, I'd probably have a big boat. But I just don't. I just, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I have a conscience. That's what your dream is. That's what you see as like being more successful is you'd have a big boat. Oh, yeah, a giant yacht. Okay. Yeah, and I'd sail about on it with uh, models and uh, a lot of champagne, a lot of sunbathing. Anyway. These assholes in their fucking yachts. Well, sorry, sir. Uh, But at any rate, I just, uh, so listen, I I believe this woman to be a nut. She's some kind of nut. That's not certainty of anything. She's just a nut. Uh, but listen to her on CNN. She was on CNN all freaking day yesterday. Um, it, well, it, it, E. Jean Carroll uh, talking about coming out with the book. It's, so you've seen it all, and you've had that life, and things have changed in the past three years. And so now, today, what do you want to say to Donald Trump? That terrifies me that you said that. That is... That, that, that is uh, At the know. thought of confronting him? No. I, you know, you just stunned me by saying that. It, it, it terrifies me. Although I, I think I could, I think, yeah. I think that you could confront him now. I mean, what part scares you? Well, me? will you go with me, Allison? Seriously. <laughs> Look. You know, listen, that is a, that is a terrible situation. Uh, even a question, it just terrifies me. Look at me. I can hardly talk now that you said that. But what part? What part terrifies you? Well, it puts... It reveals to me what I'm in the middle of doing is what it does. That's you made it very clear what I'm in the midst of doing. And, and you thought when you included those 11 pages in the book that it wouldn't get this amount of attention? Why? He was only one of 21 hideous men. You know, we didn't. But it is the president wow. of the United States. You didn't know the onslaught that you would be in the middle of right now. I mean, you are talking about the president of the United States, and you are accusing him of sexual assault. Now she's nodding. And you've gone there. It's part of the culture. It's part of the hideous men thing. Men have have ruled. They have run things, as you know, for the last 20,000 years. Back to a greater point, getting away from the charging the president with rape part. (laughs) That women get to run things. Okay, all right. She's pretty kooky. That doesn't mean... yeah. Yeah, kooky gals get raped all the time, uh, but uh, I just, I don't know. I, don't, I, just, I just don't know. I feel the same way I feel about all these accusations from many, many, many years ago. <coughs> it's just, she's not near as believable as several of the women that have told very detailed, sane-sounding stories about Bill Clinton, and they don't get taken seriously at all. Right, right. There's an uh, just utterly illogical piece in the piece on the WAPO saying this woman's way more credible than Juanita Broderick because really? there are other state. Wow. That, that, George, uh, what's his name? Uh, Kelly uh, and Conway. George Conway, her old man, is uh, wrote this opinion piece for the Post saying essentially other women have said similar stuff, so this woman's credible. Well, okay. All right. And that uh, conservatives are hypocritical because they supported Juanita Broderick and, and not this gal. Well, listen, if we start assigning hypocrisy in Washington, D.C., there's, well, there's going to be no, there's going to be nobody in the Capitol. Um, on a hundred different things. The president has too much power. Yeah. You weren't concerned about that four years ago, were you? Uh, so I don't know. This one's going to come and go like they all do. Yeah. Boy, you know, uh, uh... Somebody should have given her at least advice. This is going to land with a huge, huge... She's huge. an advice columnist. 
And Not and, a very good one. And don't attach this to a book for profit. What's coming up in your news, Marshall? Well, we got Nancy Pelosi stirring the immigration pot and what she said in ICE's response. President Trump signing off on what he's calling historic health care reform and flying taxis just four years away. <laughs> no, they're not. No, they're not. <laughs> All next on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. So Nancy Pelosi has been trying to get all her people in line this morning for some legislation that would deal with the border on some level. And they've been working hard, and she has come out, and she says that they, it's a... It's a manufactured crisis. She said it will pass when we bring it to the floor. This is a very strong first step for us. She thinks she's put together something that includes $4.5 billion emergency measure. The AOC crowd is not happy with it, but she thinks she's got enough people on board to get it uh, to get it through. So, all right, Congress doing something, and they're going to do it hey, later even if it's today. The wrong thing. I'm in favor of it, and it's supposed to the vote act happen actually later today. So, we'll we'll see. This will be talked about a lot. News now with Marsha Phillips. Well, speaking of Nancy Pelosi, she's weighed in also on the prospect of carrying out immigration raids aimed at those illegals who had been ordered deported. When I saw that the president was going to have these raids, I mean, it was so appalling. It's outside the circle of civilized human behavior to just be kicking down doors, splitting up families, and the rest of that, in addition to the injustices that are happening at the border. Pelosi We are now just one step short of grunting at each other in our politics. Just pure appeals to illogic and emotion. These people at the end of a long legal process are being lawfully ordered deported. And she's saying it's outside the the circle of civilized human behavior. What? We're one step short of firing off guns to frighten people into running in one direction or another. Pelosi saying she called President Trump to get him to postpone last weekend's planned ICE action, telling him... So when I spoke to the president, I said, look, I'm a mom. I have five kids. Seven, nine grandchildren, and and um, your children are scared. You're scaring the children of America, not just in those families, but their neighbors and their communities. You're scaring the children. So your argument against the lawful execution of federal law is you're scaring the children of America. How low can our politics sink? Hey, uh, don't pay your taxes. Why would you? If you can just make some sort of ridiculous emotional appeal for violating federal law, why would you pay your taxes? I don't know about other people's children, but my children are completely unaware of the border squabbles between oh, Nancy Pelosi and Donald God, Trump. Keeping them in the dark. They are they are not only... Oh, that scares them too, though. Kids are afraid of the dark. They are not only up to date on the latest details, they are completely aware of the situation in, in any way whatsoever. The acting head of ICE, Mark Morgan, was responding to Pelosi's claims. So, to me, it's, it's unconscionable. And th- this is a false narrative. Again, the majority of people who arrest are criminal aliens, have c- committed additional crimes against American citizens. And then the individual we're going after, we talk about families. These are families that have had due process. They've had lawyers. They've had interpreters. And they were given a final order of removal by a judge. We've sent many of them letters saying, hey, you've got 30 days. Get your affairs in order and come. These are individuals who have due process and been ordered removed. We're not ripping up families. We're enforcing the rule of law, maintaining integrity in the system. It's unconscionable what's being said. It's just not true. Well, and these are laws passed by Congress, the very Congress she's the head of. So she's saying we're doing something outside the circle of 
civilized human behavior. He's saying this is the law, and they've had, uh, as you just heard, repeat warnings and letters and this and that. And they got to go. They also feature, or do you have more on that thought? Or uh, Listen to this collection of, of politicians from uh, Washington State, Chicago, and I can't, San Francisco, I believe. A president has failed to build a wall, so instead he's going to go back to his old playbook of trying to rip families apart. Here in Los Angeles, we will not participate in that. I want the immigrant community to know that I will continue to stand with you as your mayor. San Francisco's mayor urged residents to call a hotline to report raids in progress, and Chicago has gone even further, blocking ICE from police records. We have cut ICE off from access to any CPD databases so they cannot use information gathered by CPD to help facilitate um, their immoral roundup of immigrant families. Is there, is there a That's precedent? That's the mayor of Chicago right there. Is there a precedent for this in U.S. No. history? No, it's astounding. Where we the have Civil War, maybe. Federal government agencies that local, state, city, whatever, are saying we're not going to go along with this at all? You have to go back to Jim Crow, I guess, where uh, right. where people's rights were being you know trampled by local and state right. authorities. Yeah, sure. That, that'd be a good example right there, and that's not seen as a very good thing. Right. But as the, uh, the head of ICE pointed out, these are the laws of Congress that we're ordered to execute and when you're doing this we used to spend all of our time going to jails and picking up these criminals and then deporting them well now your local jurisdiction won't cooperate with ice and you're turning these people back into the community where they are occasionally killing and raping innocent people and a lot of us have seen those stories it's absolutely horrific and and so now ICE has to chase them into the communities at much higher risk to the criminal, much higher risk to the ICE agents, much higher risk to onlookers. And the true irony of it is if ICE goes to the jail to pick up Mr. X, who's right. a criminal, they pick up Mr. Mr. X and they de- deport him. If you send him into the neighborhood and Mr. X is in an apartment with his girlfriend and, and, and a couple of cousins or whatever, right. and they're all undocumented, ICE has to arrest them. That's what the law says. And so whether you're London Breed in in, uh, San Francisco or or what's her name, the new gal in Chicago, you're causing more people to get arrested, including law-abiding illegals in some cases who ICE really doesn't have any interest in rounding up at all. So your virtue signaling is getting you the, the exact opposite of what you claim you want. It's just logic has died. Where are the adults in this? Well, as I've been saying for years, this is the best example of democracy not being able to deal with a problem because um, the public overwhelmingly agrees on most of the points. You could solve this whole thing. Trump has been saying this for weeks now. You could solve the whole thing in like 15 minutes that would have majority support and easily majority support of the country. But both sides would lose an issue. And uh, apparently that's enough to keep it going. On an entirely different note, today is the 10th anniversary of Michael Jackson's death. The king of pop dying from cardiac arrest at his home in L.A. He was 50. I'm vague on it. He killed Farrah Fawcett? Is that... No. More or less, yeah. Is that what happened the same day? No. Farrah Fawcett, I believe, died on the same day as Michael right. Jackson. Celebrity death, and then nobody, nobody yeah, knew it. Right. Because a bigger celebrity died. And uh, and we all found out about his lifestyle, in which he was taking elephant tranquilizers to get to sleep. A powerful surgical anesthetic. He right. died of cardiac arrest. He died of drug overdose. Yep. Yes. 
He was uh, <laughs> he was all of fifty years old when he died. And his doctor Conrad Murray was convicted of involuntary manslaughter, served two years in prison for that. And the interesting thing being that in the meantime, he has gone from beloved pop icon by a lot of people, and still his music played everywhere, to where we're not going to play any Michael Jackson music, and neither does any radio station or nightclub, from what I read. Um, it's just, you just don't play it because everybody's convinced he was a child molester and or rapist. Yeah, yeah. And that rumor was always out there, and there was the trial and everything, but it's just... It's become pretty clear that he was a systematic, he was a twisted guy. He was he had serious mental health problems caused by his upbringing and his father, mostly. And he was one of those victims who became a victimizer. Not all of them do, but, but he did, and it's pretty clear at this point. There you go. That's a wrap. That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips, the Armstrong and Getty Show, the conscience of the nation. He was just so clearly a case of arrested development. He's 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 super crazy. I mean, all kinds of different levels. I mean, the fact that he was destroying his own body with all that surgery and everything yeah. is really into some serious mental health problem territory. Yeah, most of us can't afford or wouldn't you know just wouldn't be able to pull that off for a variety of reasons. And and it's so crazy that the that the press, the public, whoever, just kind of put up with him gradually changing into a into a different human being, and then to something that didn't even look like any human being, and just kind of accepted it as, well, he's quirky. N- never really... Meanwhile, did. he was saying, I had one surgery uh, to help my breathing. And you're looking at this guy thinking, that's seriously de- delusional. You have some serious problems. He was carving himself up, and, and nobody really called him out on it, either to his face or just even, you know, out loud. Yeah, and anybody uh, sucking on the money spigot, which is, you know, a great deal of his family, um, weren't going to cause an upset of the gravy train by really dealing with that. Although, you know, if you've ever dealt with mental illness, you know, it's hard. Just screaming at somebody, you're crazy, you're totally crazy, is not necessarily productive. Yeah, and some days they're better, and you think, okay, maybe this is getting better or whatever. Right. Yeah, but the whole, how many enablers around him knew that he was having unholy relationships with kids? Uh, over the years, it would have had to have been dozens, if not hundreds. Yeah. Well, they're re-airing that uh, was uh, Leaving Neverland right. documentary. Right. And uh, the notable thing about that was he was a very, very bright guy, <clears throat> Michael. Um, and, they don't know, want to give me credit for anything. I, I am right now. Enormously bright, fantastically talented in a lot of ways. Um, But he was super, super good at bit by bit earning the trust of parents. So he got more and more time with the kid and then more and more time alone. He was a master manipulator of parents. And the parents, looking back, are kicking themselves, saying, I can't believe I let it go that far. But it was so incremental. Right. Um, so, yeah, he was a genius man- manipulator so that he could have sex with little boys. Oof. That's rough. And that's why we're not playing any Michael Jackson music on the 10-year anniversary of his death. In fact, having watched the documentary and, and read a fair amount about it, it's hard to say whether he was more talented at that or songwriting. And he was a monumentally talented songwriter. Sounds like I'll bet he put more effort into the grooming parents and children. Because it, be, it would consume your all day every day. To some be, extent, yeah. be practically your whole life. I would say this. He's world-class in both. One of the best ever.
Yeah. You can take a, a break from the, you can take a break from the music. You wouldn't be able to take a break from the grooming everybody all the time. Right. And keeping it a secret. That'd be right. a full time gig. Yeah. Well. And he pulled it off. I I don't think you'd be able to today. A lot of people were just not going to ask the hard questions because there's too much money being made. Oof. Yeah. Some oof. story. Well, who knows what evil look, lurks in the hearts of men? I do, unfortunately, and it's bringing me down. <laughs> what is the most regrettable college major in America, according to a study? And we've got the list of all the uh, finals finishers. <laughs> perhaps you uh, you yourself are carrying a uh, fair amount of debt for the very degree, or perhaps you as a, as a, as a parent paid for one. <laughs> yeah, well, stay, maybe, yeah. Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. A dog named Scamp the Tramp was crowned the world's ugliest dog over the weekend. They knew it was a no-brainer when the other dog started sniffing its face. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. That's no, no, that's, that's too lowbrow. I gotta tell you, well, I gotta tell that to my kids. Perfect for their age group. They'll think that's hilarious. Wow. wow. Oh, boy. So, uh, coming up, the most regrettable college majors in America, according to a couple of new surveys. First, yeah. this. Donald J. Trump is tweeting like a, like a madman. Guy from The Apprentice? <laughs> uh, starting with, this is a, before I get to the Iran stuff, stock market is heading for one of the best months, June, in the history of our country. Yes. Thank, thank you, Mr. President. Bye! Ex- exclamation point. He, he tweeted that himself. Yeah, it's an interesting thing to put on the end of your tweet. Thank you, Mr. President. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, it's going to be one of the best months in the history of our country, if it, unless something changes in the next few days. But now let's get into the serious stuff. Iran leadership doesn't understand the words nice or compassion. They never have. Sadly, the thing they do understand is strength and power. And the USA is by far the most powerful military force in the world, with $1.5 trillion invested over the last two years alone. On to the next version, or uh, part of the tweet. The wonderful Iranian people are suffering, and for no reason at all. Their leadership spends all of its money on terror and little or on anything else. The U.S. is not forgetting Iran's use of IEDs and EFPs, a kind of bomb, yes. which killed 2,000 Americans and wounded many more. Now, here's the, the, the capper. Iran's very ignorant and insulting statement put out today only shows that they do not understand reality. Any attack by Iran on anything American will be met with great and overwhelming force. In some areas, overwhelming will mean obliteration. No more John Kerry and Obama. He's going to bomb John Kerry and Obama? No, no, I think you're misinterpreting oh, the. That's uh, kind of the way I took In terms it. of uh, policy. Or well, I, I could be wrong. Now, if a. If. Kind if, of hostage situation. <laughs> they're down there in the White House basement. If George W. Bush had come out into the Rose Garden said that stuff and turned around and walked back in to the Oval Office, which would be the same thing effectively, mm-hmm. that, that, oh, yeah. would, that would have been a holy crap, what's about to happen? Sure, the cables, uh, the news stations would have Henry Kissinger on and everything would, all programming would stop, yeah. So if I'm tracking the timeline here, this is the, our, our drone gets shot down, Trump scales back the response because he was worried it would it would kill too many people. Right. 
Iran then uh, responds with insulting language and rhetoric and kind of escalating things. Well, we, we responded with the uh, cyber attacks, which we don't know. Right, right. Allegedly. So, so, yeah, we allegedly. de-escalated the, the attack, that, the counterattack that would kill people did right. it just the cyber attack. Right. Iran responds with their rhetoric this morning. He says, okay, you want to well, play well, tough? Well, you left out, we imposed even more sanctions and harsher sanctions right. okay. on some of their leadership. Which is supposed to be pretty seriously. Yeah. Pretty serious. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so they... Uh, they say strong things. He says strong things back. Well, as long as everybody's just calling each other names, that's not going to get the world in too much trouble, I hope. Threatening obliterations. But, you know, that was always on the table. It's always on the table. This is just, it's a new era in terms of rhetoric from everybody on all quarters, on all that, sides. I heard that question asked a couple of times on the Sunday talk shows. Martha Radich on ABC This Week, who is one of the dumbest people in America. Hmm. That's saying something. She asked, I forget who, but one of your officials. So is military retaliation still on the table? That that question, to me, is just putting a flag over your head, I'm an idiot. <laughs> Holding your flag that says, I'm an idiot over your head. Well, no, Martha. If We've the taken Iran- all military responses off the table for good, and there's no going back on this because they're just off the table. If the Iranians were to, for instance, uh, launch an attack on uh, Charleston, South Carolina, and wipe it off the face of the the map, we we would not uh, retaliate because that's off the table. If they then moved on to Omaha and then subjugated the entire population of Dallas-Fort Worth to slavery, there would be no military retaliation, Martha. It's off the table. Then they nuked Los Angeles. No retaliation, Martha. Because I'd told a a, a, a journalist right. on a Sunday morning talk show that I'd taken it right. off the table. Exactly. What is the point of crap like that? Anyway, uh, what is the most regrettable college major in America? Anything that ends with the word studies. Got Yeah, yeah boy, you're right. Uh, got a couple of different surveys here with similar answers. Somewhere between a third and a quarter of college graduates now out in the workforce. Well, it doesn't say that. I said that, and I don't know that to be true. And in modern America, that doesn't mean it is true. So college graduates, people that have at least a bachelor's degree who are out of college, uh, whether they're in the workforce or not, I do not know. Uh, Two-thirds said they had a major regret about their educational experience. The number one regret was student loans, which about one in four or one in three on the other study, uh, they regret that they, they they don't believe it was worth it, mm-hmm. the amount of money that they spent on it. Yeah. Yep. Um, they probably got sold that elite university lie or the idea that where you go is what your future will be. The second most regretted uh, thing about the college experience was um, more than one in ten saying their chosen area of study was, not, was their biggest educational regret. The area of study that comes with the biggest side of regret, humanities. Oh, yeah. What is humanities? It's, it's, it's everything that's not uh, STEM or math, or I guess STEM, math is in STEM it includes or specific, sciences. It's it, your according arts, to this, and, arts and farting around. It includes specific majors English. like English and history. Yeah. Say they regret that choice. Yeah. Anyway, we'll go look at the actual graph here, going up from the bottom. Very few people regret their computer science degree or their engineering degree. A few more with their math than health sciences. Climbing up, business degree. Now we're up to art 15, only 15% of people regret their art degree. That's interesting. Yeah. Well, you know, you're probably an artist, and you're, you you had different expectations about life maybe to start with. Maybe that was the only program you're going to get through, and you wanted a college degree. 
I don't, there's nothing wrong with enlightenment and educating yourself no, and learning pro- about the world. Uh, but I got to got to skip to the headline. Social sciences third follow uh, up on the list. Physical and life sciences, then humanities. I feel like sciences has replaced studies. Yeah, I think so. the, they're the, stretching the term yeah. science when you call right. them social right. sciences. Yeah. Studying humanities. I studied in humanity. Armstrong and Getty. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hey, it's Bobby Bones. Are you looking to build this year? If so, there is no better time than right now to start planning and to get your spot on the construction schedule. If you need a garage, a stall barn, a storage for vehicles, RV, boat, collectibles, or even a, a shop for your farm, hobbies, or car restoration projects, visit MortonBuildings.com and start your construction process. With superior materials, craftsmanship, best-in-class warranty, Morton Buildings are made to last for generations. At Morton, the difference is in the details. From their cutting-edge innovations to their craftsmen in the field, they are dedicated to surpassing expectations. Their legacy of excellence spans more than 120 years, and Morton Buildings is 100% employee-owned with more than a quarter million satisfied customers. That means they're the industry leader you can trust. When you choose Morton, you'll experience quality at every step of the building process, starting before the walls even go up. Visit mortonbuildings.com to get started today.